From the twisted genius of Lex Whiskey. Welcome to Doonesbury Moor. Chapter 2 Late in the 18th century, Doonesbury Manor and all of its surrounding lands were owned and occupied by Lord Archibald Scallion Doonesbury, very distant relative of our friend Clement. Oh, leave it out! But fortunately for us, you'd never find a man more unlike our dear gentle Clem here than his ancestor, Blood Doonesbury, as the town locals came to curse him. Never had the Shire known a man of such wanton cruelty, drunkenness and debauchery. He would abuse his servants at all hours, beat his long-suffering lady without remorse, and his conduct at the Gumpleshire farmer's market bears not repeating. Truly, never was a man known to hate as much as Blood Doonesbury, not one to inspire such hate. Oh, nor. Sounds like Headmaster Dimpleberg. Oh, shush, Dunbar. But it was this hatred that inevitably became his undoing. You see, one evening, when the family hound, driven into howls of despair from hunger and neglect, took it upon himself to steal a succulent chop from the kitchen and dashed into the moor to feast. His drunken master gave chase, maddened by drink, and at the thought of such, a lowly beast would disobey him. Riding crop in hand, he beat an unsteady path into the moor, determined to extract revenge on the poor beast. But the ditches and the plains are hard enough to traverse at night for those of sober mind, and the wicked lord had drunk more than his fair share that evening. It wasn't long before he stumbled and fell into a deep and cavernous ravine, body broken, exposed to the elements, crying and calling for any help at all. How ridiculous. Sound carries on forever around here. Even on the stormiest nights, everybody in the manor and on the moor would have heard him call for help. Oh, Jin, don't you see? Everybody did. Blood Doonesbury screamed in pain all evening, begging to be helped, while his servants, the groundskeeper, and even his lady wife stayed safely indoors, pretending to hear nothing. Whether their lord's voice gave out before his body did, nobody knows. But by dawn he has passed into the domain of Hades, and nobody, not his servants, nor his lady wife, and certainly not the patrons of the Gumpleshire farmer's market, shed a tear at his demise. How awful. Doonesbury Manor would have rejoiced at the chance to move on from the reign of their wicked lord, if only they could. But some say, in the dead of night, you can still hear his anguished cries rolling over the moor, where his ghost still roams broken and tortured and looking to extract revenge on those who did not heed his calls all those nights ago. Nice fellow. That story gave me the shivers. Is that why it took you so long to agree to let us come camping out here, Clement? No, it's just a silly story. So there is no curse of Doonesbury Moor? Of course not, Jin. Well, that's a relief. I was starting to get worried about that ghostly figure lingering behind you. Oh, very funny, Dunbar. Oh my god, he's serious. What? Who is that? It's him! It's the ghost of bloody Doonesbury! Back! Stay back! Back! Join us again next week for another chapter of Doonesbury Moor from the twisted genius of Lex Whiskey. <laughs>